Welcome back. The Hammer Down Show is on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Jared Jessalitis with you. And uh, over on our Hammerhead Hotline, our good friend, Purdue sideline reporter on the radio calls, Kelly Kitchell, of course, uh, former player here at Purdue, as we get set for kickoff on Saturday night under the lights at Ross 8 Stadium. Buddy, it gets no better than this time of the year. It gets no better than finally getting back into Ross 8 with a full crowd, man. I know you're psyched for this. I love night games. I love opening up the season with night games. I love that we're at full capacity. I love that there's all kinds of optimism. Um, there's still a lot of question marks, but there's a lot of optimism. And uh, it's I, I just, yeah, you're right, man. There's no better time than getting ready to kick off the college football season and having being in ross Stadium with the fireworks going off, under the lights, full crowd. And everybody just pumped and ready to go, man. I, so I, I get, I got goosebumps right now, just kind of thinking about how, you know, how that scenario is all going to play out here. How hard is that as a player, man? You're sitting around. Normally, you're up nice and early to, you know, going through what you need to do for the pregame. But here, you got to wait all the way till the evening. It's got to make it a little bit harder. But what's that like to have to wait another like seven hours longer than you normally would have on a Saturday? It's different for sure. Now, this when you open up with a night game, a lot of those guys, they don't. I mean, they're just going to be in that routine, right? So it's not like they've been in a, a routine of having noon, 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 four weeks, four or five weeks in a row, and then you have a night game and you're throwing off your schedule. You're you're kind of right. You know, you, your first schedule is an early or the late game. So, but I mean, what's nice about it? I, I can run through what it looks like, or at least what it looked like for me. We'd get up and have breakfast. You have a meeting. You go back and you relax for a couple hours, watch a little college football. Um, you have another meeting, walk through. We call it class session um, that you have in the afternoon. Then you then you go and you eat again. And then usually you're about, you know, you're three or four hours before kickoff when you're going to eat that second time and, and it's normal schedule. So, uh, you know, you get to sleep in a little bit longer. You, uh, you get to rest a little bit and you get to let, get your mind right. But, um Usually it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's when you get into a routine of noon games, and uh, and it was when it feels it feels like it takes forever. But it, the first game, I think the kids will be fine because they don't know any different. Buddy, nobody sleeps in on a Saturday on that campus. Not with a special rolling around honking that uh, that steam horn all the time, man. You should know better than that. Come on. Oh, they just redid all the union, man. It's like soundproof in there. What? It's great now. Oh, yeah, those are all new rooms. These kids, man, they got it too good. We had to suffer, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was something. <laughs> We're talking with Kelly Kitchell, sideline reporter here for uh, Purdue Football on the radio broadcast here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. So let's get into this year's uh, iteration of the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, you know, a lot of storylines that we're used to. There's a quarterback battle. Um you know, what's going to happen with the secondary and things, another thing. The thing that concerned me most, this is an area of expertise for you, my friend, is, you know, this offensive line, I know they've tried to stack some bodies there for a while, but you're looking at, what, another three guys that are possibly looking at career-ending back injuries here through the preseason that uh, Purdue has to try to fill those guys. I mean, I, I don't think I'm freaking out too much here. It's just... That's concerning to me, buddy, and I'm sure it's probably concerning to you as well. What's the state of the O-line as you see it? Well, I, I'll tell you, that's that's the group that has has the most to prove this year, for sure. 
Uh, that's the group I'm I'm the most interested in watching because I want to see them play with a sense of nastiness that we haven't seen the last few years um, and just really do some things to open up holes and protect the quarterback. But the back injuries, I mean, that's a that's a thing of uh, – end of my career, that's an offensive lineman thing. We're 300-plus we're pounds. Uh, we're hitting people every down. you got to really take care of your body. Um, I think I think a little bit of back injuries are happening because kids are getting – they're in the weight room very young, and if they're not pro- taught proper techniques, they start breaking their bodies down a little bit earlier than they used to. So, you know, normally back injuries may happen at the end of their career. Now they're happening a little bit at the beginning. So if you have a young if you have a young kid out there and you're thinking about lifting early in, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, that's okay. Just make sure they're with somebody that knows what the heck they're doing so they do it properly. So that's my own PSA. But as far as the offensive line goes, um, I, I – I think we've got a couple guys that are NFL guys. I think Greg Long's an NFL guy. I think Hartwig's an NFL guy. I think Cam Craig, if we can get him healthy, is an NFL guy. Um, you know that that shows that, that that they'll play at the next level, and maybe we'll have a couple others develop. Um, but right now, with what we've seen so far, I think those guys got a chance to play at the next level. But you got to have them out there. And you're right. You got to have them healthy. And um, and and. You know, Cam's been a guy that's that's fought injuries. Don't know if it what he'll will get out of him. Gus don't know what we'll get out of him as well. Um, I think Greg's in pretty good shape, but it's uh, it's going to be they've got a lot to prove. Uh, they really do because I think they've been hammered as a group pretty hard the last two or three years, especially that you know that that they've been kind of a a hindrance a little bit of of all these special athletes that you have outside with receiver and tight end and running back and quarterback and those things. And, and I think a lot of the blame has fallen on them on offensive production. So, I, you know, if it was me, I'd, man, I'd, I'd want to get together with the other, you know, four or five guys that I'm playing with, and I, we want to we want to prove everybody wrong. So I'm hoping that's their mindset, and I want to see them go out there and get to take care of business. We're talking with Kelly Kitchell here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. On the other side, Kitch, uh, you got this defense uh, under, uh, you know, Brad Lambert now. I keep on hearing the word aggressive. I keep on uh, seeing smirks on uh, George Carlottis' face. Um, I, I love the pass rush capabilities that these guys have. It's the play calling that, you know, needed to change. And now here with the new D.C., it sounds like it's going to change. Have you been able to watch these guys in practice at all? And what do you think about this new philosophy of uh, just being very aggressive on defense? I've seen a little bit of practice. Um, I've talked to the coaches. I've talked to George quite a bit. Um, and what I, I'll i tell you, I, I think Lambert's a, a terrific coach. But I think the biggest get in the offseason for Purdue probably wasn't a player but was, was one of the coaches on the defensive line. That's that's Mark Hagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I say that with a little bit of probably a, a lot of personal bias as well. He coached. When I was playing, um, he has coached at you know at IU. He's coached at Texas. He's coached at Texas A&M. I, I think he's probably, if not the best, one of the best defensive coaches in the game right now. And and um, he's he's intense. He coaches like he like his personality and his players will take on that personality. I was talking to George just last week, and I said, Hey, what do you think of Coach Hagan? And the first word out of his mouth was, 
he's intense. And he goes, he goes, and I love it. He goes, he's made me better. And I'll tell you, if you've made George Karloftis better, you've really done something. That kid's pretty special. And so that was his, his major, that was his words coming out of his mouth that we were, he said he, he's made me and he's made everybody around him better. And so I'm really excited about that group. I'm really excited about what Coach Hagan could bring and what Lambert and what all those guys working together, Coach English and all those guys. I think that that's a, I think it's a really good staff that, that Coach Brown has put together on the defensive side for sure after letting everyone, you know, everyone, for the most part, is, was gone on that side of the ball. I think he's done a good job of putting together terrific staff on that side. And I think you'll, they'll be able to highlight some guys. I think that you'll see some big plays on defense. They want to turn they want to turn teams over. They want to rip at the ball, take some chances. They may get burned a few times, and I'm okay with that if, if you're making plays. And that's kind of what the philosophy used to be at Purdue. We, we were – always aggressive, making plays. You may get burnt deep a few times. By golly, if you can come up with a big sack in a key spot to win a game, that's what you're looking for as well. So I'm uh, I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm excited about Coach Hagan. I'm excited about the whole defense. And uh, I, I'm, I, just, I, I just really want to see what they'll come out and do this year. Buddy, I, I know we talked when uh, you know Coach Hagan was hired and how excited you were. He said a lot of former players were, and I said, okay, yeah, you know, it's a it's a guy that's been here. They know, yeah, yeah. but then I get to start to talking to the recruits during the off season. You know, we had uh, Nick Carraway on and uh, a couple of these guys, you know, in areas that we normally don't get. And I'm watching the tape. And I'm like, how in the world are these guys three? Look at these guys. And I felt like it, it, the Strickland thing really. I mean, if you weren't on it now. The Strickland thing should have been able to put you over the top to know that this was, you were 100% right, Kitch, that that was the pickup of the offseason for this Purdue squad. Not a transfer anywhere. It was Coach Hagan. I, I, I quickly became a believer just listening to the, the very quality recruits talk about him and that being the reason that they decided to come to Purdue when they otherwise probably wouldn't even thought about coming here. Well, he's a relentless recruiter. He, he, be, he says what he means and he's a truthful guy he you may not always like what he says but he's going to tell you the truth and he's going to and he's going to he's going to deliver on everything he promises and that's what i think that a lot of people appreciate about coach hagan um because he's going to be very honest hey here's what we're going to work on for you here's where your deficiencies are and here's where i'm going to take you and he's he's he can say that because he's delivered it over the years and he knows he knows that he can do that for kids and and if you want to be a, an NFL guy you need to get trained by the best in college and he's he's there that's him that's that's Mark Hagan so I like I said I I, I really believe in him um, I believe in him personally because I've known him for so long and I know his heart as well I know him as a coach that is so intense that we you know he he's not afraid. He wasn't afraid to to get in the scraps and scuffles with other coaches. And I mean, he always had his guys' backs and things. And I but I also know him as a person now, as an adult, where I know his heart and his heart is 100% uh, with these kids. And he cares about them not only as a player and what they can do for the program. He cares for them as a person and the type of of man and father and husband and person and and leader in the community that they'll be when they're done, whether they play in the NFL or not, it doesn't matter. He, he's going to train you to be a better, a better man coming out of there. And, 
and like I said, that's the type of uh, that's the type of person that I, I would want my kids to play for, and and that's that's who he is. And uh, like I said, I'm just super excited for all the defense. I think there's a lot of coaches on our staff like that uh, this year, and, and I, I'm really really excited to see what they can bring. I think you're going to see a team that's going to play for each other and less individualism and more of a team thing and rally around. And I, and I think that's going to be, like I said, the, the players take on the personality of their coaches and our defense will take on that personality. And that's, that's what winning's all about. That's how, that's how you create a winning culture. And that's what he's going to create as well. Well, the problem for you is you do have a couple of kids that can play for them. They're on the wrong side of the ball. You got this offensive stuff. Come on, man. Come on. Let's get them on the right side of the ball. Play defense. <laughs> Oh, they, they well, they're playing a little bit of defense as well. They've got another position, but all right, all uh, right. Uh, they uh, they um, they're doing just fine. They, we'll we'll see. They got a long ways to go before they, they get to that level. Per- Purdue just got themselves a legacy offensive lineman uh, earlier this week. Let's come on now. Let's let's keep the legacy train going here. Let's get the Kitchells in. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're 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 all ears. I know that. They're, um, <laughs> They've been they've been going to Purdue games since they could uh, basically since they could crawl and even before that we've had season tickets and they've been going to every every Purdue game so um, and they'll be they'll be there this year we have tickets again so they 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 just told me last night they said Dad it's been over a year since I've seen Purdue play live I can't wait to be back in there and I said I know it's going to be great and so uh, it's it's going to be I'm excited for the fans I'm really excited for. Um, you know, for Purdue to get back into some things and get back into some normalcy and, and having, I, I think it's going to make a big difference to be at home for the players, to have a, a, the fans and the crowd behind them and just to see that game day atmosphere. you got kids that, that have been here a couple of years and never experienced it, and um, it's, it's going to be a terrific environment on Saturday night. So pumped for it. Kelly Kitchell, you can hear him on the radio broadcast, doing the sideline reporting. He does an amazing job. i tell you what, I love listening to him. Kitch, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Big weekend for you, I know, so enjoy it. Take it all in, savor it, and uh, I'll catch up with you again real soon, buddy. Hey, thanks, Jared.